I got to be honest, a lot of things caught my eye, good and bad. Stone Labanowitz hit the open. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Who ready? I'm ready. Well, give me my dirt theme music, dude. Ken Lavica. Get a run in, make an early cocktail, cut a gummy in half. Theo Dorsey. Very excited to have the opportunity to add him to the team. Stone Labanowitz. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It doesn't matter what your name is. It's Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 1063. This weekend was like sensory overload. I don't know why, and maybe it's because the Dolphins wore off, so I wasn't focused singularly on one thing for a three-hour span. Because between Saturday, all the college football, the slate was awesome. Uh, Sunday, I'm going uh, full red zone for seven straight hours. You know how Scott Hansen, uh, Mr. Look at Me, mm. he jumps on. Seven hours of NFL football uninterrupted begins now. He does that. Yeah. Like, I literally stayed there for all seven hours. All seven. All seven hours. Yeah. Quad boxes, octo boxes, uh, six boxes. Witching I don't know what you call that. The witching hour. Yeah. The entire thing. Uh, the Scott Hansen experience did all that. But then there's also the NBA. And I see Duncan Robinson beat up on Victor Wembenyama last night. Let me repeat that. Point Duncan. Duncan Robinson, playing the point, by the way, in the fourth quarter, mm. beat up on Victor Wembenyama and the Heat have won five in a row. Like, all of these things, my brain was on total overload. Uh, and, and so I, I had so many things that stood out to me, both good and bad, but it was all just like a full tidal wave this week, and I think it's because the Dolphins were off. It's easier when your team is off, right? Kind of is. It's a lot less in. stressful. And you get the Miami FSU out of the way on Saturday uh-huh. afternoon, right? You get that yeah. in, in your rear view. That 3.30 kick was nice. Yeah. You're not up till 11.30 at night. It felt good, and it was like that's all the stress you felt. Like Miami had you feeling like it could happen, and then they you know let you down in the end, and it was like, okay. You know what? At least they made it interesting. Right. And the rest of the weekend was pure gold. The NFL delivered at every single time slot. Dare I even say the weak-ass Germany game at least had its moments. Well, it was, I mean, (laughs) you know what the moment was? That's a stretch. Mac Jones throwing picks, Bill Belichick putting head in hands, and then putting Bailey Zappi in for a a final last desperation drive in that game, ending on a fake spike INT. You're right. That was awesome. That is, that's all you can ask for. The lead up to it wasn't so good. The end result, good. It's either you fail spectacularly or you have an an, uh, immaculate ending, which, which is fun and good for all parties. And, I mean, let's face it, Colts-Patriots, we were hoping that it would end, um, you know, in a terrible disaster, and it did. So I love that. So from start to finish, the NFL did great. Uh, I'm a happy consumer on this Monday. You know why I know that yesterday was awesome? It was totally stress-free. Dolphins are off. You had the Chiefs off. The biggest Chiefs news of the weekend is Taylor Swift is is adding Travis Kelsey's name in her song lyrics and then racing for a kiss in front of the photographers. That's real love right there. I know you guys thought it was fraudulent. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey getting married, my prediction. All right? Uh, Getting married. Marriage coming, okay? Um, But you know how, how I was able to look back and know that this was a great weekend? Because the tequila started at 11 a.m. yesterday. Nice. 11 a.m. tequila. I don't do that with the Dolphins. I wait until halftime because I get nervous about things I might put into the public sphere Good. while under the influence 
Um, so I always wait till halftime of the Dolphins game if it's a 1 p.m. And I, I sort of ease into it if it's a 4.15 game. And then I just whine about it when it's a Sunday night game. Um, but yesterday, it's just 11 a.m. tequila watching Red Zone straight through. It was perfection. Are you a notes guy when you're watching? No, absolutely not. All off the, old, off the old dome piece. Got you. And yeah. then also for you, are there any things that you get out of the way on Sundays? Because for me, I make sure like I, I, I knock out all my tasks. I wake up early. I try to get all my to-dos out the way so I can feel relaxed and be able to sit back and watch. Do you do that? Because yeah. 11 a.m. Yeah. is early. Now, now, granted, I don't have, uh, at this stage of my life, other than involving my kids, I don't have many things to like take care of. Like next weekend, I'll, I'll, it wasn't lawn mowing weekend. But yeah. next week, got to touch it up a little bit. So I'll mow the lawn Sunday morning. And yeah, I'll get it out of the way. Makes you feel better about like just enjoying the tequila and sitting on the couch. Exactly. Right, right. You're, you're a productive human until right. you're not. Right. And then you can always look back on it like, hey, remember this morning when I uh, no trimmed up the lawn and, and I uh, washed the dishes? No doubt. That, so good. That's yeah. absolutely you right. So you and I are very much on the same wavelength yeah. with that. Uh, and I know Stone is too. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What chores do you do on Sundays? Um... Not many chores. Mm-hmm. I think it just differentiates every single weekend, <laughs> but I do have my inaugural or annual or weekly uh, bacon, egg, and cheese. <laughs> oh, cool. You make sure you get the bacon, egg, and cheese out of the way before you watch football. Very important. You're right. <laughs> that is, I, I right. think, on the to-do Got to set a good base. Like, yeah. I, yeah. If I start, That's actually amazing. If one o'clock kick comes and I haven't had my bacon, egg, and cheese or <laughs> my two bacon, egg, and cheese, like it's oh, a terrible goodness. weekend. Uh, I want to spend a God. Sunday with Stone. Yeah, now. his life is so much different than mine. It Sounds is unbelievable. Great. Um, the thing from this weekend in sports, and we're talking Friday night through last night, the one thing that I keep going back to is something that I, I, I kept rolling through my head yesterday. I, man, it is amazing how the Browns have somehow escaped the Deshaun Watson bad karma, though Deshaun Watson has not escaped the bad karma that he deserves for being an alleged serial sexual assaulter. And I was thinking these things when the Browns were down 15 to the Ravens, and I still said to myself, well, you know what? Uh, They'll be 5-4. and They'll still be above 500. And then 24-9 turned into 24-17 with two minutes left to go in the third quarter. Kareem Hunt with a touchdown run. Uh, And then Deshaun Watson was able to uh, run in for a two-point conversion. And then after going down 31-17, the Browns get an Elijah Moore touchdown pass. And then Lamar Jackson with one of the mistakes of the day in all of football, throwing a pick six needlessly to Greg Newsom of the Browns. That happened with 8-16 left to go. But then the extra point is no good. And then the Browns get the ball back. Deshaun Watson does some really, really, really impressive before we knew he was a scumbag when he was with the Texas Texans things. Vintage Deshaun. Vintage Deshaun Watson. And Dustin Hopkins does this yesterday. Dustin Hopkins does this to the Baltimore Ravens, who were up 15 points. They They scored 40 seconds into the game on a pick six. And the Browns pull this off. Hopkins from 40 for the win. It is good. So that is good. Dustin Hopkins from 40 yards out. That on Fox. And the Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens 33-31. to 
And the thing that makes this stand out more than anything this weekend is that I think in an AFC playoff picture where you have the Chiefs, who are the one seed right now, but Theo would agree, they're doing it in a very grinding fashion. There is nothing overly explosive about it when previously that's been the case. You have the Dolphins, who are consistent when it's teams that aren't Super Bowl contenders, and then there's problems after that. I tell you what, watching a full day unencumbered by the Dolphins does make you realize, though, in the AFC, that the Dolphins are just fine. Yeah, everybody has like, problems. They're, they're just fine. There's a lot of flawed teams. Um, in an AFC, where the Houston Texans are now a 500-football team, roof, right? Roof. Above they're, 500. They're 5-4. Five and 5-4, uh, yeah. above 500 now. Yeah. Right? They were 500 going into yesterday. The Cleveland Browns at 6-3. With Deshaun Watson, who hasn't played half the year, who's been stealing money, who should be bringing, bringing all sorts of god-awful karma to that football team, the Browns actually kind of look like a, a grinded-out AFC contender. Like The Cleveland Browns yeah. with Deshaun Watson have quietly gone about their way, and it's 6-3 and three in, in that division, the AFC North, they may very well be the best team in that division. And that is ridiculous. And imagine this. They're doing it without Nick Chubb. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that offense was centered around... Blew his knee into smithereens. Nick Chubb, who, who is like the best. I mean, when you talk about running back rankings, yes, there's other backs that do other things great. When, he, when you're talking about turning around handing the ball off to a guy, there's nobody in the NFL you'd rather hand the ball off to than a guy like Nick Chubb. He's been gone since, what, week two or three yep, for the yep. Cleveland Browns? Like, Jerome Ford stepping in and being good. They go get Kareem Hunt off the scrap heap. The defense proves itself again um, in pivotal moments against Lamar Jackson to be, if not the best defense, the top five defensive unit. The Browns are scary. And if Deshaun Watson, who, again, nobody wants to loudly root for. And this dude, I mean, he threw a pick six 40 seconds into the game. Yeah, no, it, I thought when Kyle Hamlin grabbed that thing and, and, and pranced into the end zone, uh, I thought, yeah, there we go. Ravens going to route 17 to three after one, yeah. 24 to nine uh, at the start of the third. That's game. But if Deshaun Watson does tap into even 80% of who he was back before uh, the, the sitting out and the sexual allegations, assaults, and all of that, the Browns are going to be. They might be the best team built for a playoff run in the AFC. Yeah. I, I I had not even considered the Browns as a potential threat to the Dolphins. No. But here we are. Do you want to see them in the divisional round, the Cleveland Browns? I'd much rather see the Steelers yeah. than I would the Browns if we're talking about unexpected AFC North teams that have been in and remain in the playoff picture. Even the Ravens. I would argue even the Ravens. I, I think might the Dolphins match up better with the Ravens yeah. than they do the Browns. The Browns are so gritty. The defense is so tough. Miles Garrett, like up front, and then their the defensive backs are they're without Denzel Ward right now, right? I think so. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. they're they're without their best D back. They're still making plays on the outside. Like that defense with Jim Schwartz at the helm has has looked like a championship level defense. The defense is in a league of their own yeah. right yeah. now. They're the most complete in, in a division that entered yesterday, right, with every Everybody team in, in the playoff. AFC playoff picture. They're the most complete team in that division. Yeah. And it helps Deshaun Watson's case playing alongside a defense like that. We see it with Brock Purdy and the Niners. Sure. You see it with uh, Zach Wilson. No, you don't see it with no, no, no. Because even that defense is able to overcome that black hole of football suck. Zach Wilson and the Jets. All right. 
Uh, <laughs> the, the, the Browns being a legitimate threat to the Chiefs and the Dolphins in the AFC, that, to me, is what stood out most coming out of this weekend. Which win or loss most stood out to you this weekend? The Browns win over the Ravens most stood out to me this weekend. This could be any sport. doesn't have to be the NFL. We can go to college football. We can go NBA. If you want to get sick, you can throw NHL at us. I don't know if we can follow along with you, Carter but you can Verhage. throw it at us. Carter Verhage. Uh, they picked up a win over the uh, over the, the Blackhawks yesterday. There you go. How about a sellout? A sellout, even if it was a non-Dolphin Sunday, a sellout on a football Sunday yeah. uh, for the Panthers and Blackhawks. That's good stuff right there. Panthers are playing well, too. And this concludes, unless you bring it up, our Panthers talk <laughs> on this Monday. No, how about that? Carter Verhage with the go-ahead, the game winner last night. That's what I know. When I know. in doubt, Theo just drops Verhage. <laughs> That's his analysis. Hey, did you see the Panthers last night? Verhage! Verhage! <laughs> and, and he scored last night. He won the game for the boys. Because That's, he's going to yeah. score or come up with a point every yeah, single yeah. night. Carter Verhage is yeah. a guy that when you're looking for a key play in a key moment, you go to Carter Verhage. <laughs> Oh, God. Which win or loss most stood out to you from the weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. Which win or loss any sport this weekend stood out most to you? For Hagee. And actually does feel good. Yeah. Uh, Theo, what, uh, as you were sitting, what were you, were you drinking yesterday? Did you get a, were you sipping oh, on man, anything? Oh, man, come on. You know that. I got my chores <laughs> knocked out the way. Um, and then my fiance, Ashley, she said, I'm going to go to my, she goes and does her little bar class, I think it is. Not Pilates, it's yeah, bar. bar. And um, she went around like 11 a.m. Okay. I think she went to that class. And I told her, I'm going to be a good guy. I'm just going to chill back here, uh, clean up the house. I might have started cleaning for about 20 minutes before I got my first drink in. All right. Settled into the couch, watched the end of that Pats Colts game, okay. and then just watched football straight through. The, the does does your your moment from the weekend come from NFL Sunday? It does. Okay, it does. Okay, so you're you're sitting back yes. in your chair, chair, couch, chair, couch, couch, couch. I'm couched up. I'm laid in. I'm laid back. Actually, um, I'm actually thinking about uh, the reason I asked that. At my age, I'm 39 now. Yeah. I'm legit starting to think about a big purchase. Recliner. A recliner. We oh, have a recliner, recliner but it's not like. The high end. Not one of them lazy boys. Yeah. I, I think I'm of the age where you can start seriously considering that purchase. I don't know if that's true. You're 39. But I think it's you, and you, you need to have kids. You need yeah. to have kids. See, that's where, that's what sets me apart. Yeah. I've got the two kids and I'm 39. Don't sit on Papa's lap or the armchair you or whatever do it. it is. I, yeah. In fact, I encourage you to do it. Uh, let's ask this as well. At what age and in what life circumstance can you start considering a lazy boy purchase? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I'm sorry, Theo. Go ahead. What what stood out for you from the weekend while you're sipping on that drink on your couch yesterday in yes. West Palm? Uh, <laughs> Houston, <laughs> we have a problem. And his name is C.J. Stroud. When I tell you that um, this just, it warmed my heart with so much joy uh, watching the Houston Texans not only beat the Bengals in their house, um, but looked like the better team from from the kickoff to the final buzzer. Uh, C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans, are giving the fans in Houston a product they could be proud of post the Deshaun Watson era. Yep, uh, They're giving everybody in the city optimism. And honestly, I will say this, too, not to go on a sour note. Um, the city needed it this weekend. Um, the Rockets are on a, a five-game win streak. The Texans' big win, they're on, what, a three- or four-game win streak. There was a tragic loss in Houston with a former NFL cornerback, mm-hmm. DJ Hayden. 
Um, he's from the Mo. From Him where and I'm several from. of his, his former Houston teammates. Yes. Zachary McMillan was in that in that car accident. I actually went to high school with Zach. He was wow. a year ahead of me. Um, and I was I was very emotional this weekend. Um, four of those six people that died in that car crash um, that DJ Hayden died in, I actually knew, and it made mm-hmm. me. It was a little emotional this weekend knowing that a high school classmate of mine did die in that way. Hey, and news to all of y'all: don't drink and drive. Number one. Yeah. Uh, number two. Maybe if you are the kind of person to drink and drive, just don't drink. Mm-hmm. Just don't drink and put other people's lives in uh, in danger. So definitely uh, love and condolences to everybody that had anybody affected by that. Shout out to all my Dulles High alum. Um, that was a sad loss. But Houston, Houston needed this in a guy in C.J. Stroud with a new head coach, with a defense that came up and made pivotal plays, even when C.J. Stroud made his rookie mistake and threw that interception. Right. To, see, to see that complete team victory out of the Houston Texans, it completely warmed my heart. It makes me feel like we're not just watching a guy that should be in contention for rookie of the year, a guy that should be in contention for MVP. We might be witnessing uh, the crowning of the next guy to be competing with Patrick Mahomes for best quarterback in the NFL and C.J. Stroud. He's doing it with Noah Brown. He's doing it with Tank Dell. He's doing it with Dalton Schultz. Like, wait till the Texans actually go out there and get the next disgruntled wide receiver one, bring him in town, give him his A.J. Brown, his Stephon Diggs, and then see just how big and bad Joe Burrow and, and Josh Allen look. I'm no Ohio State supporter, right? But C.J. Stroud not only pre-draft got the oh, just the next yeah. failed Ohio State quarterback. We talked about it at length, how dirty this guy C.J. Stroud was being done pre-draft because anything Anthony Richardson did, it was, oh my goodness, look at Anthony Richardson. He did seven flips in the air. Oh, look at Anthony Richardson. His shuttle run was amazing. Oh, Anthony Richardson helped that old lady across the street. Oh, Anthony Richardson figured out nuclear fission. Oh, the Nobel Prize is going to Anthony Richardson. He's the greatest Olympian in NFL history. Everything Anthony Richardson did we 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 put him one step closer to uh, being uh, entered into the sainthood at the Vatican. Uh, everything he did was praised because he had the single best PR team of any single athlete I've ever seen coming in to the NFL draft. And because of that, you just kept piling on C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Oh, man, C.J. Stroud. I don't know if he threw the ball particularly well. Oh, his accuracy. I don't know. The Wonderlick test. Oh, boy, he's a dumbass, too. And an Ohio <laughs> State quarterback, he's dumb. And an Ohio State quarterback, total bust. <laughs> Trying to suppress him down the draft board. And so to see him rise above that, where's Anthony Richardson right now? Oh, rehabbing. Mm. Uh, Bryce Young, what's he doing? Uh, he is uh, Running for his quickly, life. quickly racing towards the bust door right now. Yeah. And you have C.J. Stroud, who at this point, whether whether you agree with it or not, C.J. Stroud has planted himself firmly in the MVP conversation. Yeah. So I love that he, because that makes me feel good. Yeah, and it's, a, it's not like he just did it last week. Like, he had the game-winning drive against the Buccaneers. That was great, right? That's flashes of greatness. You're like, okay, we see it. But to do it on the road against a title contender, yeah. against Joe Burrow head-to-head, come up with the plays to be able to get your team on that game-winning drive and win it after he made the rookie mistake, too, to see the bounce back. Yep. We hadn't seen him in a position where he had to, like, recover from something catastrophic. That was a terrible throw. And for him to bounce back from that, uh, still the win. Now we see how faulty the Jaguars look. 
We've already had this conversation. The Texans already beat the Jaguars uh-huh. once this year. And, and the Bengals, they're confusing as hell. Yeah. I don't know what they are. They they might not end up being, especially with how the AFC North looks and the, the teams they got to play going throughout the year. There's a chance. It's a dark shot. There's a chance the Bengals are are knocking on the door hoping to get a wild card. And just wait until the Bills struggle with the Broncos tonight. Oh, don't do that. Then we're really going to be confused. Don't do I don't that. know if they're going to lose. All I know is that the Bills are making life very hard on themselves. I guess the point I'm trying to make is there's a legitimate chance or, or, or argument you can make that the most consistent teams, when you look at it, there's only two of them in the AFC, and it's the Chiefs and the Dolphins. Those are the only yeah. two teams where you feel overly confident, like, hey, they're definitely going to be there at the end of the regular season, uh, ready to enter that playoff door. And I think we enjoy the parody right now. Like the fact that it's we fine. don't necessarily Great. know, you know, what's going on, what's going on in the AFC and the NFC, but to CJ Stroud, that's back to back weeks, game winning drives with under a minute to go. Oh my god! I mean, that's a feat in itself. He could be a rookie, uh, a rookie leading the league in passing yards. There yeah. he is, a uh, feat in itself. He's firmly in this MVP conversation. Uh, two other things you did forget to mention: Nico Collins been a big part. Nico's uh, been huge. Uh, of of his squad and his receiving core, and I think he could be a wide receiver number one with all all everything that they do have. But to your point that I thought was 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 phenomenal is. They look like the better team in that game. I think the Bengals led 7-0, but after that, they yeah. never led that game. Yeah. Precisely right. From start to finish, the Texans not only look like they belong, they look like they were better than the Bengals. And there was a team with a second overall draft pick last year. Now they look and like a better team than a title contender. I mean, what world are we living in? It's crazy, too, because what I love most about the Texans' setup is I think they did it perfectly from the top down with D'Amico Ryans, defensive-minded head coach, CEO-style guy. He went and got an offensive, uh, you know, offensive coordinator that comes from the Shanahan tree. That offense is producing like an offensive coordinator that comes from the Shanahan tree. D'Amico's got the defense. The defense looks great. They went up and traded up for Will Anderson. Like, they're doing it right. They're fundamentally building a team correctly, and I just can't wait. for the. Ne- I, I don't know who it's going to be. The next wide receiver one to ask out. You're right, though, Stone. Nico Collins has been great. He's been serviceable. He's been yeah. a, a really good wide receiver one. But you go get him a real X like, a, like an A.J. Brown, like a Stephon Diggs. I just am excited to see what he does with it. Because C.J. Stroud, through this whole process, through the draft process when people were trashing his name, when he did the test, uh, even through being an Ohio State quarterback and being doubted for that, he's been just even killed the whole time. Awesome. Unbothered by any of the questions surrounding him. And now you see him nine weeks in, 2,600 yards, 15 touchdowns, only two interceptions, and the Texans are five and four. I mean, Stone, why don't I call C.J. Stroud after week two? Like, fun bad. Yeah, fun because bad. he was just so up and down. Yeah. But sometimes he's making a throw where you're like, God. And then sometimes he's making a throw where you're like, Gah. but he, he's no longer, he lost that bad part. He's fun and he's good. I was going to say, you good. can go fun, bad or fun, good. He's it's, fun, good it, it's now. It's only yeah, one way He's or the not other. only good, but he's also, uh, he's not like Brock Purdy good where it's just sort of, hey, consistent. It's holy hell. He leads the NFL in, in deep yard passes. Yeah. 20 or more yards in the air. Yes. It's very rare that a team surrounds a rookie, too. You're seeing the defense play off of an offense, which typically isn't the case for a rookie. You're going to have that rookie play off of his defense. But no, this team has surrounded him with open arms, and they play hard because of him. If the defense can give him a chance, hey, you got 60 seconds. I mean, that's all that really matters for him, and he's proving to his teammates yeah. that he's viable for the rest of the way. It's a nice palate cleanser after firing coaches in back-to-back years yeah. and Deshaun Watson Ooh. and that franchise just being a, a sewer. Davis Mills. Davis, right. Davis, Davis <laughs> Mills. Texas, Texas fans have suffered, and, and I've had to hear it you know, firsthand from all my buddies from Houston. Uh, and it was fun watching it from the outside looking in and seeing them suffer. Now it's fun to watch them have some elation and, op- and uh, optimism around what they're building. It's 
Nice. Uh, so what was what was win or loss? What stood out to you most this weekend? Which win or loss most stood out to you this weekend? 888-760-3776. Any sport, 888-760-3776. Social media, at KLV1063. That's 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And social media, at KLV1063. You experience foot and ankle pain? Need to see an expert in the field? Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of foot and ankle orthopedic surgeons and specialists who are regarded as leaders in their specialty. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho to learn more today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine, and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash ortho for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash ortho. Any sport, anything you saw this weekend, which win or loss most stood out to you? 888-760-3776. Also, at what age and under what life circumstance are you able to consider buying a high-end Lazy Boy recliner? 888-760-3776. Because I'm 39, two girls, I feel like I'm at that point. My mind keeps telling me, Lazy Boy. Lazy boy. Mm. I think I've hit that stage in my life. I lean, think I've hit it. Him, I, 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 I think I've made it. Don't fight that, it. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Lavica. Lavica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios. It's LaVica, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Uh, Stone, before we get to uh, what stood out to you... Win or loss, most stood out to you uh, this weekend. Any sport, again, any sport. Doesn't have to be football-related. We're well-rounded, as they say, here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Could uh, could I hear, with uh, a minute 12 left to go, fourth quarter last night, and the New York Jets driving, trying to find a go-ahead touchdown against the Las Vegas Raiders, could I hear Mike Tirico's call on NBC of Zach Wilson's unfortunate, terribly timed, awful decision interception because I thought this call perfectly encapsulated not only Zach Wilson's season, but Zach Wilson's career. Time to go. (laughs) Zach Wilson throws in traffic. It's picked off by Robert Spillane. Spillane taking off. He's down at the 40-yard line. The big mistake at the big moment happens again. How perfect of summation of Zach Wilson is that for Mike Tirico last night? Yeah, yeah. Well, the funny thing is, it's just like, yeah, the big mistake in the big moment, in the small moment, in the opening moment, in the closing moment. He has big mistakes in every moment. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I mean, but it works. It works for that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's a great point. Yeah. Every moment has seen a big mistake <laughs> yeah, from, he, uh, from Zach Wilson. He does not discriminate. No. Uh, win or loss. Which win or loss? It can go both ways. Most stood out to you this weekend. Because for me and Theo, whose Chiefs were on a bye, my Dolphins were on a bye, it was sensory overload. Uh, It was a lot of college, Mm. uh, a lot of red zone, lots of moving pictures, lots of colors, lots of sounds, just a face full of the entire thing. Uh, Stone, which win or loss? Any sport this weekend uh, stood out most to you and and piqued your interest? I'm going to the association here. 
It's the Los Angeles Clippers losing yesterday to the Memphis Grizzlies, the one and eight <gasps> Memphis Grizzlies. Their own five since they traded for James Harden. Part of this doesn't make any sense, actually. Yeah. You know, they 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 touch score, they they tip off against the Memphis Grizzlies. There's not a damn player on the Memphis Grizzlies besides Desmond Bain. Good. But in the Clippers' sake, out comes Kawhi Leonard, out comes PG, James Harden. You lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. They were one and eight. They're 0 and five since they traded for Harden. I don't even know where this ranks among the worst trades in NBA history. Are we on route for that? Maybe. Is it the worst trade? What is the rank in James Harden's career of wor- worst trades? Like, I was going to say, because the Sixers trading for him could rank up there as one of the worst trades of yeah. Harden's career. Like, I was following just the game trajectory. I wasn't watching this game, but when they went up at halftime with the lead, I said, okay, you know, not worth tuning in. But then they were down 12 in, in the third quarter, and I'm like, well, this is weird. Let me tune in. And, and watching them play basketball is so hard. Yeah. But regardless, even... Like, hard, the- hard, it's hard... Again, huh. like I'm having a tough time thinking about, thinking about it. They were, the Grizzlies were one and eight. They're they're the worst team in basketball right now. There's no John Morant. You're on your home court. You lost to the Grizzlies. You're 0 and five since watching James Harden. It's abysmal. The, it's the Clippers. The sequence where James Harden is dribbling up to the right wing with the oh. shot clock winding down, and he rubs the bottom yes. of his sneakers. Both like, of all them. right, let's go. Both of them. He's like, let's go. One v one. Iso. Yes. And he launches an air ball that comes up a full two feet short of the rim. He chases down the loose ball after the shot clock's to one, and he gets swatted out of bounds oh. trying to put up a floater. I mean, that's James Harden in a nutshell, right well, there. Well, no, you gave him so much credit. He didn't chase the loose ball. There was oh, an he, offensive rebound secured. And then it was passed they threw to him. it back right. to James Harden, <laughs> right, who, right. who stood on the wing waiting uh-huh. for it back. It then sounded he, yeah. weird as I was describing yeah, him chasing down something. You're right. Yeah, I totally he, butchered he that. He's chasing down nothing but some strippers. <laughs> That's all James Harden is chasing and, down. And, and I had his next team. I had no skin in the game yesterday, uh, but I was wanting them to come back. I was like, don't lose this game. Like I, I don't want to be on Twitter if you guys lose this game. And they tied it up. About a minute to go, I'm excited. Then James Harden gets the ball, and then I get uncomfortable. I'm like, no, 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 get, get rid of it. And he airballs a three from the corner that gets tipped. James Harden is the reason they're losing basketball games, similar to Russell Westbrook was yeah. the reason they were, the Los Angeles Lakers were losing basketball games last year. It's the same look. Now they're both on the same team, so it's just... It's horrible. He wasn't hey, lying. They're though. horrible. By the way, your boy in the Lakers getting benched. How about that? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I mean, it comes in waves. It, it's whatever. Lakers won last night. Oh, boy. Is James Harden a system player? Is, is that fair No, he question? is the system. Oh, okay. I, I was wondering, so he is the actual system. <sighs> okay. That, well, that helps. He is the system. That system right now, uh, not good. Uh, corrupt. <laughs> a, a, a corrupted system. Outdated system. Yeah. Which win or loss most stood out to you this weekend? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. That's 888-760-3776. Social media at KLV1063. And again, Austin Reeves, benched by the Lakers. I kept hearing how, how he was a revelation, how good he was. He was amazing. He's got to humble him. Every once in a while. You do, yes. Tyler Hero was a bench player. Yeah, and he was sixth man of the year. Uh, yeah. We'll wait for He's Austin Reeves. The to, best uh, bench player in the, Yeah. In the- right. Uh, Segway Sean in Palm Beach Gardens kicks us off on the phones here on LaVica, Theo, and Stone. Hey, Sean. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking the call. Yep. Uh, as far as you're concerned, can I feel like general age? Uh-huh. Can't be, obviously. Same for everybody, but... Uh, you know, like 40-ish, and especially if you have a kid and they're not, you know, maybe they're over a toddler age, then you're kind of over the baby thing. And right. Now you, you know, they're, they're getting older, and you kind of, not, not that you're going to let yourself go because you're in incredible shape, I get that, but 
And most guys, after the toddler or the second kid, they kind of let themselves go. They get the easy chair and well, they have their beer in the afternoon, and that's, that's the way that it goes, waiting on dinner. But, yeah, I'd say 40. 40 okay. Is, especially with a kid. So okay. I should wait. Yeah. I, I turn 40 in July. I should wait until that time, and then I'm, I'm inside the legal parameters of uh, being able to make a, a big purchase of a laser. You don't, you don't have to advertise to turn a 40 in July. You know? <laughs> <laughs> start, start not telling people that. Bad move on my part. Bad move. Uh, <laughs> Sean, what uh, what stood out to you most this weekend? What stood out to you when you're you're sitting and uh, and, and you're partaking in sports viewership this weekend? Uh, I am forty, and I do have the easy chair, so I've oh, been doing that. The easy chair, all right. I, yes, yep, yep. So I know we covered NFL, and as far as college is concerned, there wasn't a lot of upsets, uh, a lot of big shakeups, especially in the top ten or the top four. Uh, you know, we'll see tomorrow if Florida State's on the outside looking in to Washington, but either way. Uh, I feel like, you know, the Heat with their fifth win. I know it was only uh-huh. against Spurs, but to go from to go from one and four to now six and four, like, almost like seemingly overnight. And you know, third place in the East. I know it's early, uh, but you know, we got a really really cush schedule up until until the Bucks come to town at the end of the month. The next six games are going to be a cakewalk back to back against the Bulls. Uh, you know, that one's a cakewalk. But as far as the difficulty of games are concerned. We got a pretty easy road till the end of the month to put ourselves in a pretty good position I mean, to look respectable. Well, I mean, Sean, you know? I'm starting to get irrational about the Heat and appreciate the call. Yeah. You can ask Theo, you can ask Stone some of the stuff we were saying uh, before the show started. The Heat win in five in a row. Uh, Duncan Robinson, 26 points last night. He delivered Wemby the Steve Smith hesitation along the baseline blow by last night. Uh, it just embarrassed Wemby. Uh, 26 points for Duncan. Uh, you've gotten formidable point guard play. By the way, Duncan was playing point guard in the fourth quarter. He was bringing the ball up. Uh, you've had respectable play from Kyle Lowry. Uh, Bam is a top 10 player in the league right now. I don't know if that's going to be the case at the end of the season, but Bam doing it on both ends. Yeah. He's been awesome, including distributing. He has been absolutely sensational. The Heat are... Who needed Dame? Who needed Dame? That whole thing in the summer? I mean, we were just wasting our time. Who needs Dame? Look at the standings. Who needs him? Especially, I mean, for real, though, at the cost they were trying to make Dame at, we were going to lose a lot of these guys that are key contributors that are going to be with the Heat for a while. And I don't think it... it, Duncan Robinson doesn't get enough praise for how he's evolved. Mm -hmm. He had already got his contract. He's got guaranteed money, 20-plus, for the next two, three years. He didn't have to evolve. The Heat replaced him in the lineup. He's fighting for for minutes, and now he's a super relevant rotational player again after we thought his career was over when he couldn't find minutes on a on a Heat team that was suffering for a guard play. Right. And, and can we all agree that Spo's just a sicko? Yeah. Uh, Spo is a sicko. No, hey, Matt. hey, Duncan, run the point. <laughs> all right. Let's go out and win five straight. Crazy. He Spo is Spo is Stone. What is he? He's in his. He's in his bag. Uh, you can say it. I can't. Yeah. He's in his bag. Stone's still banished from bed. <laughs> uh, upper management does not like when Stone <laughs> says that word. Bag. <laughs> Which win or loss most stood out to you this weekend? Who was most in their bag or wasn't in their bag? 888-760-3776. Also, Lazy Boy Recliners, they they don't sell the ones with like the handle anymore, right? Um, they all have the buttons. They're all electric at this point, Yeah, that's right? more of a Facebook thing. Yeah, yeah, that's old school, old yeah. school stuff. I don't want an old school thing. Maybe one that um, that'll warm my butt. Uh, who, where else are we going, Stone? We got Mark and Stewart. Mark and Stewart in the beautiful Treasure Coast here on ESPN 106.3. Hey, Mark. 
Hey guys, real quick for uh, real quick for Stone first. Stone, I was the uh, athletic director at your rival high school. How so I've moved on from that position? What up, Mark? I can say to you, your your fumble your junior year was not a fumble going in the end zone. So I'm going to give that to you. Nice. So, uh, right. you, know, you know what I'm talking I about. I do. Right? I most definitely do. If we thank God we didn't have replay back, <laughs> we, we, we would have lost the trophy to you. Uh, Lavica sectional uh-huh. with the recliner built in. Sectional with the recliner built in. Gotcha. I'm writing it down That's right smart. now. Sectional smart. recliner. That's and the it, boss move. That's the boss move. That is sensational. Uh, I will do that because that checks every box yeah. too, Mark. Absolutely. Uh, you get your family on one side. You mm. get the other side with the, uh, the armrest. <laughs> Pops is by himself. I love that. You get to write it off as a family uh, uh, person. Uh, that's yeah. no, no doubt about it. I got it for you guys, too. Yeah. Uh, Mark, what, uh, what stood out to you this weekend, uh, win or loss? Big Hurricane fan. I, I was uh, pleased, actually, with not the outcome, but the way they played against Florida State. I think the loss, I think they're trending in the right direction. Um, you know, taking a knee aside, I think the team is making progress. <laughs> and uh, moving in the right direction. So I actually have a question for you. Which team is closer, FAU, Homer, to a conference title, Miami or FAU? Uh, appreciate you, Kyle. <laughs> I, I have to say... I like that question a lot. I, I have to say that I am, after FAU lost the way they did to a 1-8 and eight East Carolina team yep. on Saturday, and they were outplayed a good portion of that game, I feel a little bit discouraged. I'm not trying to demean the program, demean Tom Herman. Uh, he comes into a situation, though, with a group that has not been in a position to to win. And so I, from a development standpoint, and we'll talk about the Canes later, from a development standpoint, Miami's further along than FAU is. It's a tough question, though, because you've got Miami chasing a college football playoff contender. You have FAU chasing teams that are actively looking to leave the conference, right? So the answer might be FAU is closer to a conference title, but currently as far as development within new coaching staffs, new regimes, it's Miami. Does that make sense? I'm not hedging on that. I'm just, you have to actually contextualize the conversation. It makes all the sense in the world. Like Memphis and Tulane, they want to leave the American. Are they going to? I don't know. But if they could get an invite to the ACC, they would take that. Whereas, I mean, I guess you could say the same about Florida State and Miami going to the SEC, but it's different. It's a different conversation. The ladder ladder to the top of the American is a shorter ladder than the ladder to the top of the ACC. That's a much better way to put it. Yes. So I think that, yeah, if you're putting your money down today, I would go FAU. But you look at this Miami roster and you look at these names that are making plays for the Hurricanes, they're all coming back. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they're they'll all be right back here next year, whereas FSU is going to lose a lot of that top end talent. Um, I'm excited about the future of the Canes. I just don't know if that translates to an ACC title because then Clemson can bounce yeah. back, well, and then you always have the Louisville's and the North Carolinas and Dukes of the world that'll be right. good. It's a little tougher. We'll get to the Canes because I'm curious. I'm hearing a lot of moral victory stuff, and I just want to dive into that a little bit more. We'll we'll get into that later uh, in the show. Uh, where else on the phones here are we going, Stone? Joe and Jupe to wrap it up. Joe in Jupiter here on ESPN 106.3. Hello, Joe. Happy Monday, everyone. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. So, Ken, I got a hop. I know you like hypotheticals. I have one for you in Let's the end. Let's do it. Uh, real quick. But okay. Let me give you the nominees. Okay. For uh, what I'm going to with the Mavericks, so their weekend scoring 280 points in two games, starting off 8 and 2. Luca and Kyrie look like they figured it out in the offseason. They're just magical together. Yes, they have. To go there. I, but I, but I, I've got to go to the Cowboy game, and it's not the. I mean, that was great. Indiana is a complete freak of nature. 
his past month and a half. I mean, he's unstoppable. But I, here's a hypothetical, and this has to go to the Giants. And Ernesto, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to rub it in. No. But um, who's the best team in college? Who's the best team in college football? Do y'all think? I'm uh, Michigan. I don't know. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia and Michigan, I think, are close. All right. If, if they play on the field tomorrow night, the Giants, who would be favored, and what would the point spread? Be? <laughs> I, I mean, it'll never happen. No. But I'm telling you. It looked like a scrimmage yesterday. I, I, I know the professionals, but uh, and we look great. I don't know how great we are compared to that team, though. So what, what, what's your answer to that? What do you think? I still think the Giants are – I'll give the Giants yeah. minus three and a half. Oh, it, it's more the line than that. Is way bigger than that. <laughs> it's, you it's the jerk. Giants minus fifteen and a half or or nineteen and a half. I mean, I, I they would dominate. Feeling them in good the about Tommy DeVito? Uh, no, ripping it up. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a, it's a hard question to answer. It's impossible to be honest. With but you. but it, yes, impossible. It's easy to make fun of the Giants and appreciate the call, Joe. The Giants are flat out bad. They're the most unwatchable team in the NFL. And Brian Dayball has gone from someone I couldn't stop praising to maybe the coach with the least amount of clue. Uh, in the NFL, other than Frank Reich, I, I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. I don't know what their identity is. But the Giants would whip up on uh, on Georgia or Michigan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's there are years where you can have this conversation and it'll get interesting. We don't have that powerhouse dominant college football team like we've had in years past that can have that conversation. No. Uh, where do you guys here? Let me just give you some options here, Theo. I'll let you. I'll let you pick. Where Where do you want to go when we come back? Do you want to go with uh, college coaching changes? You want to go Miami, Florida State? Uh, do you want to go who's down worst, the Patriots or the Jets? You want to talk more Heat? Uh, where do you Where do you want to go? Biggest coaching face plants? Uh, where do you want to go here? You pick. Let's Let's, let's go Miami FSU. Man. All right. let's, let's spice this thing up a bit. Miami and Florida State. Is this a moral victory for the Canes? And do the Canes get screwed? On Saturday. Yes, they did. That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3. Uh, I bleep you not. Stone Labanowitz has brought in homemade boiled peanuts. Cajun. Homemade boiled Cajun peanuts. There you go. It's a good touch. The Cajun part. Um, I find boiled peanuts, and I don't know if it's the the consistency of them, the prejudice in you. No, it might be. I find them to be just nauseating, disgusting. Um, I don't know if it's from I'm from the north, and we don't we don't like we're civilized. I I had never experienced boiled peanuts until I saw them at every gas station here in the south. Um, you find them more Georgia, Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama than you do in Florida. Mm. But but Stone is a huge boiled peanut guy. He was talking about him a couple of weeks ago. And I said, yeah, yeah. And then he made a whole ass homemade boiled peanuts and brought them in. Are you a boiled peanut guy being from Houston, Theo, and bouncing around the South? Are you a boiled peanut guy? It's totally not a thing in Houston. Um, no, at all. At all? Like at Texas all. doesn't do boiled peanuts? Not Maybe in smaller, more rural parts of Texas. Does Texas do the gas stations where they just pickle everything? They have that uh, like, yes. like whole glass thing of brine and they just stick things in it. Yes, yes. There's a See, lot of that. See, that's equally as, yeah. as vomit-inducing, and I'm a big like pickled guy. Yeah, and Texas also more so like there was a lot of, uh, it was heavy on the sunflower seeds when you go towards See, those type of snacks. See, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, it wasn't until I worked out in uh, South Georgia, Albany, Georgia, mm. for about three and a half years of my life that I was introduced mm. to the boiled peanut and it being such a uh, hot commodity, 
chased after commodity. Yeah, uh, it's a, a delicacy. It's yeah, it's like their lifestyle. Yeah, every single. You're right. Every single gas station, as you're checking out, you look to your left, you see a couple candy bars and some gum. You look to your right, big things set up for kettle boiled pots. peanuts. Yeah, there's two kettle pots. Yeah. One you got the regular, and then the Cajun. And you just take a big spoon, you scoop them out, Ugh. you put them in a cup or some mm-hmm. whatever container they have, and you Mm-mm-mm. like two dollars for a I saw big dude, ass cup. Like, I've seen people eat the shells of the boiled peanuts too. Like, that's that's, that's sick. That's gross. Um, Theo and I are out on boiled peanuts. Stone has been eating boiled peanuts all morning. I, I'm sure that can't be good for your digestive tract. I mean, you've just been going at it for hours yeah. since I saw you walk into the office. Um, are you in or out on boiled peanuts? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Are you in or out on boiled peanuts? 888-760-3776. Uh, they don't look good. I, I don't think they taste good. And again, it's like a yeah, mushy consistency and it's just bad. It's the whole thing is bad, but we're getting a lot of traction on social media. I put a picture of them at KLV 106.3 and um, well, you can take it from there. Uh, let me, Theo, uh, I, I am um, fully cognizant of your feelings. Um, we are going to talk Miami and Florida State, but I want to give it enough time. Yes, yes. Do you mind if I audible here till after Ask Steve's and then we'll dive into Miami and Florida State? Are you really checking this play at the line, Kate yeah. Klubnik? Yeah, I, huh? <laughs> I am. That's crazy. I am. All right. I am. We'll, I we'll, we'll allow it. All right. I, I just, I, I'm looking, Tyrod this Taylor. is time management. Yeah. This is this is better time management than Club City. He's no play. Josh McDaniels. Okay. Not, right. right. <laughs> Damn. Uh, first off, let me tell you about prize picks tonight. You know what is going to make Bills and Broncos uh, manageable, tolerable? Prize picks, best daily fantasy in the sport. A little little skin in the game. And you're going say. Josh Allen more than on every stat, right? Uh, no, actually. I'm actually going to go <laughs> interceptions, maybe. Uh, I'm going to go Russell Wilson more than 213 and a half passing yards. More than 213 and a half passing yards against that Bills defense. Remember, remember last time I tried to do that? He yeah. finished the game with 94. Well, I know. He, he was going up against a real defense. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right, right, exactly. Go Chiefs. Uh, I also am going to, I will go Josh Allen more than 31 and a half rushing yards. Ooh. More than 31 and a half rushing yards. That number's okay? dipped down. It typically is at like 34, 35. Uh, I, I know, because the Broncos defense is actually formidable the last couple of weeks, as opposed to when the Dolphins put up 70 on them. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jerry Judy, uh, let's go less than 52 and a half receiving yards. I don't hate it. Less than 52 and a half. Should we do a pick three or just a pick four? Let's go four. Let's go four. Passing touchdowns, Russell Wilson, more than one passing touchdown. You Russell can't Wilson. throw Josh Allen's interceptions on there? Huh? I would throw Josh, Josh Allen's interceptions. Uh, let's see here. No, it's it. part of a Yeah, it's part of a fantasy combo, and uh, I'm not going to go into that place. Okay, yeah, okay probably, Russ finds oh, No, hold on. Inter- interception. Oh, no, they only have Russell Wilson more than less than half an interception. I don't... I don't see him throwing. I like his him. touchdown better than his. All right, then I'll take the yeah. more than a touchdown. There you go. There's your pick four. I'm putting in twenty for a chance to win two hundred. That's how it's done. That's fun stuff right now. Makes you think. Put your brain in motion. That's Prize Picks. Use the promo code KLV. KLV Prize Picks. Doubling your deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's right. They're just handing you money at the onset if you use the promo code KLV. Where in the world are you just getting handed money? Well, I suppose if you have a Texas A&M NIL deal. Hey-o. But also Prize Picks. Double that deposit up to. $100 KLV, the promo code. That is prize picks. In lieu of doing Miami and Florida State, and again, we are going to dive into Miami and Florida State, um, can we stone 
can we listen to Big Perk? Kendrick Perkins. Is your boy okay? Uh, Is your boy okay, Theo? Are you talking about the Luca? Stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't... Kendrick Perkins over the weekend, uh, and I'm not sure that he actually should be doing this. Uh, Kendrick Perkins on whole ESPN television oh, no. uh, with Brian Windhorst sitting next to him in horror. Oh, uh, Kendrick Perkins was asked about uh, uh, Luka Doncic's constant success against the LA Clippers, yeah. and, uh, and, and Kendrick Perkins decided to acted out he he acted out uh, what luca does against the clippers so what did kendrick perkins do uh his analysis was standing up taking off his belt and uh and whipping the back <laughs> of his chair on set with the belt whooping his chair uh to signify what luca does to the clippers here's what that sounded like why does luca do this time and time again perk to this team you good no i'm not good <laughs> What? Didn't, didn't I tell you? You got a hard head, huh? Oh. <laughs> didn't I tell you every time you, you play against me to strap your shoes up? Didn't I tell you? That's what Luka Doncic does to the Clippers he went every single time. A 44-piece wing dinner tonight, Wendy. 81% shooting. And look, let me say this. Let me say this. I'm going to need some Can I see that belt? You can see the belt. It's not designer, but that's what he Can we, can we listen back to the part where, uh, where that belt is, is making full contact on the back of that chair? Because uh, No, I'm not good. What? Didn't I tell you? I mean, you got a hard head, huh? Oh. <laughs> didn't I tell so you every time you, you play against me to strap your shoes up? And didn't I right, tell that's you? the most physical effort Kendrick Perkins has given to anything in years. Oh, yeah. Um he was running out of breath. It's he was he was. <laughs> that second one, that one that really got it yeah. good. He was, <laughs> I want to reemphasize the horror yeah. on Wendy's face. Yeah, he was well. He didn't want to be a part of that. Yeah, no. no, he did he not. He was like, get me out of here. I mean, it is, it's a it's a bold choice yeah. on ESPN television for Kendrick Perkins to, like, all right, <laughs> delivering a whooping. That's funny. <laughs> but understand, hey, Luca, yeah. think about what he looks like. Yeah, he's white. And think about what a lot of the Clippers yeah, look like. A lot of black guys. Yeah. And a lot can be lost in translation is all I'm saying. Good thing it was him and not Zach Lowe that did that. Um, or Wendy. Number one, matter. or Wendy. Yeah. Um, and also... <laughs> That's what you get when you put a dude from Beaumont on TV. I've been telling you for the past couple of years, Ken. Something's what wrong. Yeah. Kendrick, get, I love Kendrick Perkins. I want him to keep making whatever checks he's getting. I want him to do well. You put a, a Beaumont brother. He's not a Houston brother. He's a Beaumont, Port Arthur, east side of Houston brothers. Different. Them dudes are different. Yeah. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, Kendrick, that's your guy. No. That's your guy. No. That's your guy, man. <laughs> no. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Uh, the east. Have you heard, have you seen, have you read something that was just abject dog bleep this weekend? Well, good news for you. We have a platform for you to get it off your proverbial chest. It is time now for Robert Sala to host. Um, yeah, it's dog His signature segment, a dog bleep Monday here on ESPN 106.3. And it's a double. It's a dog bleep Monday and an ass Steve's all at the same time. My God, what more? What more could we bring you in the surprise department on this Monday? That's Theo Dorsey. That's Stone Uh, Labanowitz. I'm Ken Levicka. Levicka, Theo, and Stone on ESPN 106.3.